today on NBC. The 1998 NBA What Final. is up, everybody? This is Jim Milak, and you're listening to Pot of Fame, the podcast where we break down former athletes and decide whether or not they should get a call to the hall. However, on today's special podcast, we are not talking about Hall of Famers. We're actually talking about the NBA draft, which is taking place as I record right now. It's about 10.51 Central Time. It is pick number 52. So it's last few picks here that I jump on, give a quick thought, a few quick thoughts on one of my favorite days of the year, which is the NBA draft. And of course, the NBA draft is in November this year due to the fact um, that everything has changed this year and nothing is when it's supposed to be. Uh, so what I'm really going to do, I, I want to jump on tonight and just give some overall quick thoughts on, on the draft itself, give out a few made-up awards I have based on what I just witnessed. And then I'm actually going to come on <clears throat> again on Monday and give part two of, of the NBA draft kind of analysis on, on how I thought the draft went um, with more of a spin on who are the top players from the draft? I think that have hall of fame potential at the end of the day. Uh, and you know, there's plenty of like, there could be no one honestly from this draft uh, that makes the hall of fame at the end of the day. Uh, you know, e- even the best drafts of all time, it's really just two or three hall of famers coming from draft classes. There's plenty of, of draft classes that have no hall of famers. Uh, obviously a lot of talk around this, Draft has been there isn't any surefire all stars or or you know top talent and, and that could be true but there's always people that kind of slip through the cracks or obviously over um, exceed expectations so uh, I, it's definitely not fair to just count this class out as no hall of famers but at the same time I want to I want to do a little more homework over the weekend come back to you on Monday with kind of more in depth analysis on who I think could be a hall of famer so. Again, tonight, it's kind of part one of the draft special. Just going to give quick thoughts and and give out a few awards. And then on Monday, part two will drop, uh, which with a little more analysis there and and kind of predicting, you know, way in the future, 20 years from now, 25 years from now, who is in the Hall of Fame conversation from this draft. Um, So so kind of, again, part one tonight, what happened? Uh, And as I'm doing this, I'll kind of read out any interesting second round picks that might happen as this draft continues. But, you know, when it comes to the draft, uh, the number one pick tonight was Anthony Edwards. I'm out of Georgia. I went to Minnesota. That wasn't too big of a surprise at all. Um, And when it comes to number one picks, I mean, that's the best chance of someone being a Hall of Famer, right? Um, Since 1947, when the draft was established, 18 number one picks have become Hall of Famers or they end up in the Hall of Fame. It's a very high percentage. Um, and you know, I've said 18 number one picks are in the hall of fame today, five others that are playing right now, number one picks, they probably have a good chance. So within, you know, 15, 20 years, that number could be up to 23 and it'll continue to grow. So let's just say 23 of those players are hall of famers of the last 72 drafts, it's 32%. So about one in every three number one picks ends up in the hall of fame. Will Anthony Edwards end up there. You know, I'm not too high in him. They're 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 comparing him to, you know, Victor Oladipo. They're comparing him to Dwayne Wade. I think that's super lazy. I, I think Tom Crean coached both 
Dwayne Wade and, and Victor Oladipo at Marquette and then Indiana. And he coached Anthony Edwards at Georgia. I, I don't think Anthony Edwards has the, I don't see the drive for the determination that a, a Depot had or Dwayne Wade had. Both of those guys were not top recruits by any means coming to their schools. I mean, Old Depot was not supposed to be an NBA player when he went to Indiana. Edwards was a guy who's the number one recruit and went to Georgia. He never, you know, he doesn't have to, he has God-given talent, right? Um, natural talent. And I just, I don't see him having the drive to be the best of the best. And that's what Wade had. That's what Old Depot had. That's what made them special. I don't see that in Edwards. So quick, quick thoughts on him. Will he be a hall of famer as, as a number of number one picks have, have been? I, I don't know. And especially going to a Minnesota situation with D'Angelo Russell there in the backcourt. I, I really am unsure there, but anyway, outside the number one pick again, I want to give out kind of five awards um, tonight and these are completely made up and got, thought could be fun based on, you know, prior drafts. And I have been watching them a draft from pick one through 60 since I was about nine. So this is my 22nd NBA draft watching all the way through. Um, so I've seen a, a number of boneheaded picks. I've seen a number of great selections as well. Um, so these are kind of just my overall uh, awards here. My LeBron James live up to the hype award goes to James Wiseman. So real quick here, what is the LeBron James live up to the hype award? Real, real simply there, you know, LeBron came out in 2003 out of high school. He could not have had higher expectations set on him as a high school player. And as much as I will die, literally die in a hill um, for MJ as the GOAT, because he is, LeBron is not, never will be, but that's besides the point here. LeBron James did live up to all the hype. Um, number one pick out of high school, expectations could not be higher, and he has lived up to every expectation set to him. I mean, four NBA championships. He's going to go down as one of the top four players in NBA history beyond NBA Rushmore. Um, will probably end up you know, the all-time leading score in history, over 10,000 rebounds, 10,000 assists at the end of the day. Could maybe win another championship. He lived up to the hype. Um, so I'm not saying that this player is going to be LeBron James or anything close to it, but he'll, he'll live up to the hype that surrounds him today. This draft didn't have too many people too hyped up, but um, oh, Cassius Winston or Cassius Winston from Michigan State just got drafted by Thunder. That's a great pick. Um, again, not too much hype in this draft, but James Wiseman out of Memphis, I think, has the most hype. I think. Most people see him as having a lot of potential to be a high caliber player uh, on both the offensive and defensive end. And I do think he will up the hype and him going to golden state is an excellent, excellent situation for him to fall into. You know, he he's going to a team that can compete for a championship next year already. And they don't have a center. I mean, they've had Draymond green play center as a six foot six, you know, undersized guy for years. But if Wiseman can come in, he's athletic can move around he can play defense in the paint and he's all also extremely talented on the offensive end we just didn't get to see it because he only played three games at memphis if he slides in to that golden state starting lineup and clay thompson we just heard he's hurt if he's okay if it's curry clay wiggins green and wiseman 
that is a lineup. That is a solid athletic lineup with a lot of shooting. And Wiseman can, um, he can shoot from outside. He does have a stroke. That is a solid team that Wiseman can step into immediately and, and play a vital role. And I do think he will live up to the hype. Um, I, I don't think Wiseman's a bust. I, I can't really see Wiseman being a bust. So he's my LeBron James live up to the hype. Again, he's definitely, definitely, let me be clear, not going to be LeBron James or anywhere close to him. But I think he will live up to the hype, which will be a, a guy who makes multiple all-star teams and is very successful in the NBA. Next award, my Anthony Bennett Bust Award. Anthony Bennett, of course, went number one in his draft. I think he's out of the league now, but he was he's just one of the biggest busts in NBA history. Sorry, Anthony. There's been other busts, but he's been one of the, the latest uh, busts, the number one pick. It's also be called the Michael Ola Candy Award. If you know who Michael Ola Candy is, um, you know how bad he was. If you don't know who he was, I mean, that just justifies how bad he was. He was a number one pick that you don't know. So either or it kind of works out. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, you want to call it the Anthony Bennett award, the Michael Ola candy award. It goes to Lamelo ball, uh, who went to Charlotte at number three. I could not have been happier that he was picked right before the Chicago bulls picked at number four. I think Lamelo ball is just a taller version of Lonzo, but I think he's actually more undisciplined than Lonzo. I don't think he's going to be as good defenders Lonzo. And he has, a way worse attitude than Lonzo. Um, I don't, I mean, I guess I can see the hype. He's a taller Lonzo. It sounds nice. He, he's a great passer. I'll give him that. But his shot is a disaster. And he, I mean, the world he's grown up in, I, I can't really blame him for being a, a guy who's going to come to a locker room and probably disrupt it. I mean, he was pulled out of high school after his sophomore year and sent to Lithuania into the middle of nowhere in Lithuania, then to Australia. He hasn't had a normal childhood at all. He could be, you know, like a childhood actor who grows up and then is a disaster of a human because he never grew up in normal circumstances. That's, that's LaMelo Ball. And he's going to a Charlotte team that has some guards there already. I'm sure he's going to butt heads. I just, I don't see that being a great fit for him unless Jordan as the owner can really come down hard on ball and ball respect Jordan and learn from him. I don't see that working out well. I think he's going to be a bust. My third award tonight. Um, this is going to be the most self-explanatory pick. It's the, the Costco pick of the night. So it's the best value pick. Where was the best value And by far it was the Sacramento Kings picking um, Tyrese Halliburton out of Iowa state. Um, Tyrese, I thought could have been a top five pick. He, I mean, I, I, the bulls, I wanted to pick him at four. He's a, he's a point guard that reminds me of like a hybrid of Chauncey Billups. Um, maybe mashed up with Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, I just, he, he seems like a a natural born leader. He's going to come in, do all the little things, make plays that win the game, get his teammates involved. He has a three-point shot. He just seems like the ultimate point guard, like the leader point guard, probably of like the 90s you saw more, but with some, some scoring ability that point guards today all have. I think he's going to be extremely solid. He, he, he can fit in alongside Fox and complement Fox if, you know, play off ball if Fox is the point guard, but if he needs to spell Fox at point guard or if Fox ends up leaving, 
I really think Thumb is a backcourt's excellent. They can get rid of Buddy Heald now and, and maybe get an asset as a wing player. I really like him going to the Kings. I think that's that obvious Costco pick of the night. He dropped uh, to 12, which was way too late for him. He should have gone top 10, honestly top five, and him going to the Kings at 12 is an absolute steal. So you know, Sacramento does not get their picks right very often. They did tonight. Congratulations, Sacramento. That's the Costco pick of the night, the value pick. My number four award goes to a team um, near and dear to my heart. Uh, I call this award the Atlanta Hawks. What are you thinking award? And this goes to Atlanta Hawks uh, because, or this is named after the Atlanta Hawks, I'm sorry, um, because of what they did a few years ago. They drafted Luka Doncic, a generational talent, and they traded him to the Mavs for Trey Young and a first-round pick. Um, Trey Young's great. He's going to be a fine player. Luka Doncic has a chance to be a, a top-10 player of all time. He's, he's that good. Uh, multiple, multiple MVPs. He will win. Will win a number of championships, I believe, if it, the right teams around him. He's an absolute star. Trey Young puts up points. He's nowhere near the level of Doncic. That was a boneheaded move that Atlanta Hawks fans will regret forever. So that's why this is called the Atlanta Hawks. What are you thinking award? And this award this year goes to my Chicago Bulls. Of course, of course it does, right? Who with the number four pick in the draft picked Patrick Williams out of Florida State. Now, when I woke up this morning, I was seeing rumors that the the Bulls were going to package our number four pick and trade up to the number two pick, package the number four and Wendell Carter Jr. to the number two pick with the Golden State so we could pick James Wiseman. I was super excited about that, obviously, since I think Wiseman is going to live up to the hype. That did not happen as of right now at 11.05. It still has not happened. I've been waiting and waiting, and maybe it was going to happen. Maybe the Warriors wanted Patrick Williams. It does not look like it's going to happen. Um, looks like we are going to have Patrick Williams at number four who <clears throat> won the sixth man of the year award in the ACC uh, last season. So with our number four pick, we picked a guy who started zero games um, with his ACC team. So we're supposed to expect a bench player from Florida state to come in and play for the bulls. And sure he's raw. Um, and, you know, he needs to develop a lot, which is why Florida State wasn't playing him. But that makes me very nervous about the Bulls playing him anytime in the next couple of years. What I honestly see here is flashbacks of when the Atlanta Hawks, I believe in 2005, uh, picked Marvin Williams with the second pick overall. Um, Marvin Williams on that year, uh, it was 2005 because he played on the North Carolina team with Raymond Felton, Sean May, all those great Carolina players. He was a bench player on that Carolina team that won the championship. And he was picked as a, a raw potential guy at number two with all, you know, there's too many good players ahead of him. He couldn't play. So we're going to draft him at number two and he can develop on the Hawks. Well, he never did. He was a journeyman. He, he played in the NBA for a number of years, um, played good defense, was a solid wing, could score a little bit. I think his career average is probably around 11 points per game. First career. Um, but he was picked number two ahead of people like Darren Williams and Chris Paul. Uh, players that were 
good in college and started on their teams. And he was picked surely on potential or strictly on potential. And that's what he ended up being just a, a guy who could come off your bench. And I'm afraid that's what Patrick Williams is going to be in the NBA. I can't, he averaged nine points per game at Florida state. He didn't show me any flashes of him being someone who could ever average anything North of honestly, his ceiling 15 points per game, in the NBA, like his ceiling to me is a guy who averages 15 points a game and eight boards and plays good D. Is that a solid guy? Sure. Is that a guy who can start an NBA team? Of course. But is that a top five guy? No. I would have rather swung for the fences on maybe someone else. And again, this is a guy you are swinging for the fences for, right? But you're swinging for the fences for a ceiling of 15 points per game. I would have much rather taken a foreign asset or someone someone we thought is a bigger risk maybe, but the reward's greater. I don't think the, the risk-reward for Patrick Williams is that great. We're taking a major risk at number four to get a guy who maybe can start in a team, but more likely than not will be a bench player. Not very excited about it. Again, I would be more depressed if this was a draft with a lot of talent at the top. Sure, talent that we didn't take. Again, it was a very limited draft in terms of that. I thought Wiseman, honestly, was the only guy I really thought was top talent um, You know, in those first couple picks. But at the same time, Patrick Williams... I didn't see him on anyone's top 10 mock drafts. Um, I don't think he's worthy of number four pick. I think we could have traded back. And again, the, the trade market wasn't strong this year because of the lack of talent at the top. Sixers just picked Paul Reed, by the way, which is a great pick out of DePaul here in Chicago. Um, he'll make that team. But again, back to Patrick Williams, not a great pick. Um, at four, could have probably got him in the 10 to 15 range. I don't see him playing for the Bulls this year at all. Maybe next year he's a eighth man off the, you know, eighth man on the roster, third man off the bench, but nothing too excited to get about in, in the lottery here for us. And finally, our last made up award for the night is the Juan Dixon guy I'm rooting for award. Now, why the hell am I bringing up Juan Dixon, who was on that Maryland team that won the national championship in the early 2000s? Well, it's because Juan Dixon is one of the first players I kind of followed in college. Um, I wasn't into college as, as early as I was in the NBA. I was in the NBA from the age of six, seven, you know, Bulls 96 finals against the Sonics. That's when I really got in the NBA. And I was an NBA fan ever since. Uh, NCAA basketball took a while for me to get in, in, into and I really got into it more because I was watching the draft and I didn't know who any of these players were. So I was like, I should probably watch college basketball so I know who the hell I'm talking about when the draft comes around or, or who I want the Bulls to pick when the draft comes around. And that Maryland team was the first team I ever really followed pretty closely through the tournament as they won. And Juan Dixon was the shooting guard for that team, and he was the stud of that team. Uh, he was drafted by the Wizards that year in the teens, I think the 17th pick. And once he got drafted, I was like, I'm going to follow this guy because I want to see how he does in the NBA. You know, the Wizards are not my team, but Juan Dixon's my guy. <clears throat> so I followed the box scores for the Wizards teams that entire year and a couple of years after. And Obviously, Juan Dixon didn't become much in the NBA, but he was the first guy I was really rooting for. I wanted him to do well. I was following someone outside of my Bulls team. I, I wanted Juan Dixon to do well. I was all high on Juan Dixon stock. I had a lot of Juan Dixon stock. It 
turned out kind of like Enron stock. It was worthless. Juan Dixon never became anything, but that was my first guy. So the Juan Dixon guy I'm rooting for award is the guy who in college this year, I was rooting for a lot, who I'm now going to follow in the NBA and hope he does well. And that's Obi Toppin um, out of Dayton, who was drafted by the Knicks with the number eighth pick. And I'm a big fan of Obi Toppin. I thought he was a ton of fun at Dayton. Uh, he reminds me of like a, a Sean Kemp light, just excellent dunker, powerful dunker. Um, I saw some comps to uh, Amari Stoudemire. I don't know if I see that as much, but unlike Kemp, he can step back and shoot a three when he's set, which is great in today's NBA. His defense is very subpar, but you know, he seems like a hard worker, someone who's going to come in and, and try his best. And, you know, again, defense, a lot of the time is just effort. And if he can get, and he's got Tibbs there, Tibbs there in, uh, in New York, the best defensive mind around. So if, if, if Thibs works him hard and he learns defense from Thibs and he can become even a, a borderline passable defender along with his offensive talents, I think he can be a solid player for the Knicks. And I hope he is because he seems like a great kid when he got drafted, he was balling his eyes out. So seems like a, a humble kid that's going to work his ass off. And I, I think the athleticism's there. There, he's a little older. He's getting knocked for being older. I hate that. I think he's got plenty of years ahead of him. He has a bounce in his step. Like he could be a lot of fun. New York. He just needs someone throwing up lobs to him. Um, so they need a point guard, and that's something that they are they're kind of lacking. So hopefully they can kind of fix that. And I don't try and think they had another pick. There's been so many trades in it. I don't think they got a point guard in the draft. So far, I was hoping they got RJ Hampton, but they didn't. Denver did. I like RJ Hampton a lot. So I don't think they did, but um, they they can always, you know, look for one. They need someone to throw lobs to him because him and Thomas Robinson, geez, that's like DeAndre Jordan and Blake Griffin, to be honest. Yeah, that it really is. It's unfortunate they get Chris Paul because, yeah, Thomas Robinson's DeAndre Jordan, 100% catching lobs. And Obi Toppin could easily fill in a Blake Griffin-type role now, will he be as, as good as Blake Griffin? No, probably not. He's not as skilled as Blake Griffin um, was coming out of Oklahoma, but at the same time, he has the athleticism as a dunker to, to catch lobs. Can do that in Madison Square Garden all day. So that's my Juan Dixon guy I'm rooting for awards. So those are my quick five awards. These are my you know quick thoughts of watching the draft. It is um, finishing up now. The Raptors just picked Jalen Harris out of Nevada. I can't tell you I really know who that is, but he averaged 22 points a game for Nevada, so he seems like a pretty solid player. Uh, but again, that's my kind of quick just takes from watching the draft tonight. Um, super disappointed in my bowls, but that's not shocking. Number four pick has never been our forte. I mean, we drafted Marcus Pfizer way back when with the number one four with the number four pick that definitely died out. Um, we picked LaMarcus Aldridge one year with the number one four with the number four pick, which was great. And then we traded him for Tyrese Thomas, which is not great. Um, another raw, you know, athleticism prospect type guy, kind of like Patrick Williams, who did not pan out. Um, and then this year we picked Patrick Williams. Uh, so I hope I'm wrong. I hope Patrick Williams way over exceeds my expectations. We have new ownership in the Bulls organization this year. So I hope they know what they're doing. Obviously, they know a lot more about Patrick Williams than I do, but anytime we're picking a guy who couldn't even start at his college, like I don't want to hear about his raw potential. Like, even if you're raw, you should be able to start at Florida State 
Um, it's very concerning when you're on the bench. It's kind of like in, as a Bears fan, again, this is strictly Chicago talk. I apologize, but you know, we picked Mitchell Trubisky as a raw talent guy. He only started one year at North Carolina. I can't believe I'm talking about Mitchell Trubisky. He started one year at North Carolina, so we drafted him on this potential, right? Instead of drafting someone like Deshaun Watson, who started at Clemson for a number of years, showed how good he was. Like That was the pick. I know Mahomes came later, but Mahomes was more raw talent too. But Watson was a guy we could have got. And picking Mitchell Trubisky over him, wait, correct me, trading up to get Mitchell Trubisky over him is something I will never live down and never forgive Bears ownership for doing. So I'm going to stay on it for just a second because the Pelicans are about to pick the the last pick of the draft. So just want to see if there's anyone I actually know. And then I'll sign off here. And then again, just so everyone knows, I will be coming out with a longer part two of this draft um, series on Monday. It'll probably be a little more coherent than this rambling I'm doing right now. Uh, I'm pretty tired. (laughs) It's been a long day. Um, Looking at some of the J. Bills' best available left. Ashton Hagen from um, Kentucky's on there. It's the only name I actually kind of knew. Let's see who it is. I'm sure it'll be a, a draft and stash guy. Um, draft someone from overseas. Let him sit there for a few years. It's the Pelicans, who honestly have had a really good draft tonight. Um, really liked what direction they're going. So maybe they're surprised me with their 60th pick and pick someone. Well, they picked uh, Kyrie Lewis Jr. out of Alabama earlier today, and they picked um, Elijah Hughes out of Syracuse. I think both those guys can definitely make the team. Um, so let's see what their 60th pick is, man, they're taking a while here. You would think they would want to get out of here too at this point. It's like Tayshawn Alexander's available out of Creighton. He's the point guard. I remember him. Najee Marshall to Xavier. I don't know who that is. He was a power forward. If you're still with me at this point, um, you're, very committed because uh, I am now just waiting for this. It said it has said the pick is in now for several minutes, and um, they're showing like all the final sponsors and all that stuff. I don't know what the the holdup is here. And uh, now that I you know have everyone here, or whoever is still left, uh, just kind of next month or so. Recorded a lot of pods with a number of different baseball writers, uh, personalities about all the Hall of Famers coming up. So there'll be a lot of baseball episodes Uh, moving forward. We're going to do a couple of basketball as well as that Hall of Fame season starts up as well as football. So again, it is Hall of Fame season now. Uh, Baseball's in full swing, but football and basketball will soon follow. So a lot of good episodes coming up. Had a a lot of great guests. Um, So so this draft on <clears throat> this draft episode on Monday will just be me, but moving forward again, we will have guests coming on from um, different areas of the media world to talk about um, potential Hall of Famers, especially ones that are our current nominees. We'll probably mostly focus in on nominees moving forward now until draft season's over, um, just because all these players will be at top of mind as they're being discussed and debated throughout the sports world. Okay, I, this pick might not be coming in. I'm gonna I'm gonna end this. I highly doubt anyone's on at this point. 
Um, so thank you for listening. Again, this was just part one. Part two will be coming on Monday. Um, if you haven't already, please subscribe to us. Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. That always helps. Um, and we will talk to you on Monday. Have a great weekend.